listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from the balmy town of Edmond, Oklahoma, where I am excited to talk about the Eagles and the Trash Pandas post-game report. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Wichita, Kansas, not really, but it kind of seems that way these days, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Andrew Hoffman in Wichita, Kansas, what in the world? Yeah, so just been in Wichita more than I've been in Oklahoma the last dozen days or so, but uh, I am home, home in Piedmont tonight, so. Good for you, good for you. I am fresh off a t-ball game. We just got home. The Mighty Eagles have defeated the uh, Trash Pandas. Yes. The Trash Pandas. Some dads out there actually named their team the Trash Pandas. So are you familiar with the trash? what a Trash Panda is? Is that a raccoon? That's a raccoon. You okay. nailed it. Kind of a funny name. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty good. We're decent. We got a, nice. We got a, I think we're... You got a seven and four and three record or something like that. So I just love the fact that they keep score and wins and losses in T ball. Oh yeah. No, for in sure. Oklahoma. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid kids some 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 of them are brutal. Some strike out. I mean it, it gets it gets wild. <laughs> I had a guy complaining today that he's like, I can't believe we stopped calling strikes. I was like, I, I don't know, man. I just told him I was like he's like, Did you guys stop calling strikes too? Because I guess some of the coaches just stopped the three strikes you're out rule because I mean it is t-ball and it's kind of brutal to watch a six-year-old cry and walk back to the dugout (laughs) (laughs) so so uh he's like did you guys stop doing it I was like yeah and the reason we did is because the team that like was trying to convince everybody to stop doing strikeouts was like second in the standings so as soon as I realized that I was like ah yeah we're not gonna no more outs on my team either (laughs) so Mm, yeah so you can't strike out but it was uh, it was a good game. I'm excited. Uh, we're we're we got one more game tomorrow, and uh, yeah, it's it's somewhat a gray area whether it's a swing or a miss or a foul ball and tee ball too. Like if they're hitting the tee, yes, it's like okay, was there 
bat on ball at any point there and it just went foul or was that truly a strike well and too often the i guess it's a it's a foul line i'm not i'm not super familiar with the baseball but the kind of the half circle that's a little bit in front of the plate i think they call that the foul line anything behind that's a foul anything past that's fair there's at least three or four you know balls per game that it comes real close to being either one okay yeah you know the lot of the you know you hit the ball but then it kind of rolls forward so (laughs) it was it was interesting i don't know if i mentioned it but i I had had a guy start kind of yelling at me a couple games ago you mentioned it to me but Uh, i don't believe it made the show yeah 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 Yeah. and then afterwards the the, we were all all the kids were high-fiving and uh apparently their their team called us losers my son was all upset he's like they called us losers dad (laughs) and i went home and i was like you know because i was mad i was frustrated i was like i can't believe this uh because the guy started kind of yelling at me on the on the field and uh you know if anybody's listening to this show for any amount of time that's a trigger for me people yelling at me i'm not into that at all (laughs) and i usually respond with louder and more aggressive yelling in response uh but i didn't i just immediately thought that there was you know 20 to 30 six-year-old eyes on me someone's got to be the adult yeah so i didn't do anything i just smiled which my buddy who's the coach told me later he's like you know it probably made him even madder than saying anything just smiling at him the whole time (laughs) it's just i want to be like bro you got some money on this or something like what like Six-year-old T-ball. Why are you taking this so serious? Is, do, do we, like, is this how they pick the All-Star game after this? I mean, calm down, buddy. I don't know why you're yelling. So, anyway, I guess it can get can get wild out there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, but it was all good. So I am excited. We did. We had a great year. We have one more game tomorrow. Uh, had the in-laws in town from Seattle this last week, and they got to see a game. So that was awesome. And yeah, we've just been super busy. I guess we missed a show last week. I had the in-laws and you had uh, sales in Wichita or at least trips trips to Wichita. Yeah, I don't know if I was in Wichita or Tulsa, but I was somewhere far away until pretty late. So fair enough. Fair enough. It was. uh, But I I remember the conversation about the the T-ball yelling uh, because I you were also commiserating with me over. Uh, my drive back where the person had no-showed, I'd waited around for an hour and then gotten attacked by uh, fire ants while checking out a guy's well out there in uh, the general Lawton area, but way out there. So That is, that is, that is pretty far out there. I, wor- words of wisdom. When someone says, like, hey, just so you know, there's fire ants there. Like, this is a... They're not normal ants. No. Like, just don't... Uh, Take it seriously, yeah. Because you you do not want them in your pant legs, crawling up the back of your shirt while you're trying to drive home. You know you don't want that. It's not a fun experience. So I did. I think I. I mean, I was very open to you about all the the positives and negatives about moving here. But I believe I I I I think I think it's be merely it'd be completely impossible for me to not have warned you like. You know all the worst bugs? They're all here. <laughs> all the worst pests are here, just so yeah. we're clear. There are scorpions, tarantulas. There are snakes. There are fire ants. There are black widows. There are all kinds of stuff. 
Yeah, I hear Robert F. Kennedy Jr. talking about how there's no bugs anymore. You know, you used to have your (laughs) windshield covered in bugs. And I'm like, well, there's still some bugs in Oklahoma. That's a good sign anyway. Definitely some bugs out here. Out out here. Out out here yonder. Yonder. (laughs) Yonder field. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's been been a crazy time here but man we are full into spring kids are out of school now so that, that yeah it gets out early that so. is a thing so yeah kids are out of school i guess your kids and my kids played today that was awesome i guess i don't know yeah it sounds like it went well yeah. they weren't you know weren't ready for me to pick them up early so that's good yeah anything that doesn't end in a wrestling match with my son yeah, <laughs> we'll take it as a positive there you go take it yeah. as a positive so yeah, i got you got positive reports all around, so good, 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 good. Well, while we were off trying to sell things, our family was playing, and there was news happening. There was, and it was. I just so happened to be listening to a episode from the Fact Hunter on the Oklahoma City bombing. Since mm. I, you know, I live here now, needed to do some. I was like, oh, it'd be interesting. And then, you know, I, oh, I got to do some show prep. And I, I pop on there and there's a a tweet from Really Graceful and a, a accompanying video about uh, ammonium nitrate going missing and a U-Haul truck, not a rider truck, but a U-Haul truck being driven into... Uh, the White House by uh, a alleged white supremacist. So we got a, a story from the Gateway Pundit on that. Yeah, let's start. Th- we'll start there. All right. So update on alleged white supremacists who crashed U-Haul into the White House barrier. Cy Condula, you know, typical yeah, white yeah, yeah. supremacist name. Uh, bought his Nazi flag online, supports eugenics in one world order, and is not a U.S. citizen. Ah, yeah, typical. How is supports eugenics like white? Suprem- I don't know. Supports eugenics. How is because, that like a domestic terrorist? I feel like it's pretty off-brand for a domestic terrorist. Like, doesn't well? Doesn't Bill Gates support eugenics? Yes, he does. But the only eugenics you're allowed to... Like, if you're framing someone for being a white supremacist, they have to love Hitler, and that's the only context that eugenics has ever existed. Ah. Like, not not before. It's not like he got the idea from Americans and the British, and not after, Please. certainly not after, with, like, Planned Parenthood and, and genetic, you know, everything that's just called... Eu- genetics everything since then not like it's what they're all still obsessed about from elon musk to bill gates but you know yeah so you know typical uh totally legit white supremacist um he all right so Government prosecutors asked Judge Merriweather to order Condula held because the crime he is accused of is one of violence because he's a flight risk. The government told the court Condula is not a U.S. citizen but did not specify where he is from. And he 
bought his Nazi flag online because Nazis have a great history and he admired their authoritarian nature, eugenics, and their one world order. Hmm. Okay. And he just was going to, you know, I guess blow up the White House by driving an empty U-Haul truck into a pretty pretty heavily enforced barrier hundreds of yards from the White House. Okay. Makes perfect sense. So, and then the federal agents, just in case you're not like figuring out what this is about, pull a Nazi flag, lay it in front of the U-Haul truck. And that's what all the pictures are of. Yeah. (laughs) So they didn't get anything else out of this U-Haul. Just. Yeah. So let's, uh, it's not the only thing she talks about, but if you want to cue up the really graceful clip, it's kind of a rundown. Um, I'm not as plugged into the news as I once was, so this is kind of a good rundown on recent day's events. Hey, Internet friends. Every day I wake up and it seems like there's another PSYOP in our once great country that was born out of the pursuit of freedom and liberty. Over the years, the United States has overcome countless challenges and obstacles, emerging as a land of opportunity and a testament to the human spirit. But are those days over? Or are we watching our great country unravel in front of our eyes? This week has been relentless. Something strange certainly is happening here in the United States. So for full clarity, I wanted to get it all laid out on a timeline. On May 16th, 2023, I reported on this channel that a photo had surfaced of the US flag flying upside down at the Capitol building. And we discussed what that meant. According to the US flag code, the American flag shouldn't be flown upside down with the stars at the bottom except as a signal of dire distress and instances of extreme danger to life or property. There were reports that officials had corrected the flag's orientation, that it was a mistake, an accident, and we moved on. Also reported on May 16, 2023, the news story broke that about 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, a chemical that can be used as fertilizer or, or a part of explosives, went missing while being shipped by train from Wyoming to California in April. At this point, there isn't much information out there, but it certainly seems like the ammonium nitrate was stolen. By the way, let's think about this critically. Who can move something that weighs 60,000 pounds from a train, from a train car? That someone or someones would have to have forethought and the right skills, the right equipment. This doesn't sound like something a random group or civilian or individual would or could do. We all know that the government likes to set up things that look like real attacks, then they use the fallout to make some brand new rules that change the way that society works altogether, like 9-11. In my professional opinion, it feels like a PSYOP or a false flag is brewing. On May 21st, 2023, a news story broke that a certain fella with a blackmail island once seemed to threaten to reveal an affair Bill Gates apparently had with a Russian bridge player. Great to see so many young people playing bridge. I love bridge. Uh, Bridge helps you think. It's a game you can play your entire life and keep getting better and better. Uh, I think anybody who's good at bridge is going to be great at a lot of things. Uh, So I 
and really encourage people to get involved. Who are you? Bill Gates. <laughs> Why do you play quiz? Uh, it's both fun and it, you learn how to think, you learn strategy. Two years ago, I said to everyone that I'm going to meet this guy. Nobody believed me. Um, last year, I played against him at the same table. She's at the pointing at a picture of Bill Gates. I didn't beat him, but I tried to kick him with my leg. Very famous American actress. Her name is Mae West. And what she said is, bridge like sex. If you don't have a good partner, you better have a good hand. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. I mean, it, it's... No, I, I had dinner with him, uh, and that's all. The Wall Street Journal says that Jeffrey exploited Gates's 2010 affair in a threatening email in 2017. According to the story, Jeffrey sent the email after numerous failed attempts to get Gates to join his large nonprofit fund with J.P. Morgan. The Wall Street Journal stated that Antonova, the girl that Gates had an affair with, met Jeffrey in 2013 while seeking money for Bridge Planet, a firm that would teach others about her favorite game. Antonova, now a software engineer, told the journal that she didn't know about Epstein's crimes when she pitched to him and others for her business five years after his 2008 guilty plea and jail time for soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution, which forced Jeffrey to register as a sex offender. So that whole story is probably BS. The theory is that, the prevailing theory is that Jeffrey recruited this girl who looks exactly like Bill Gates' daughter, which is creepy. She also looks to me exactly like Greta Thunderburger, the how dare, the how dare you, <laughs> how dare you to seduce Bill at this bridge event. I feel so lame repeating it because it's not even a lusty or intriguing storyline. This is single-handedly the worst billionaire falls in love with a normie smut synopsis I've ever read, which is a very popular subgenre amongst the Kindle e-reader community, but I digress. Here's one for you. Blackmail Island guy allegedly offs himself in August of 2019. Bill Gates pops everything off, hosting Event 201 just months later. Then everyone Jeffrey blackmailed either were CEOs who stepped down at the end of 2019, early 2020, remember that phenomenon, or they became the new enforcement for global tyranny circa March 2020. The timeline here is kind of sus to me. You know, I don't think that Jeffrey is dead. Listen to the song. The song is true. Only the good die young. Cockroaches will survive nuclear war. Jeffrey pulled a Hitler narrative and probably fled to Argentina or Israel. Perhaps related to these 60,000 pounds of missing ammonium nitrate, perhaps not, on May 22nd, 2023, a driver crashed an empty U-Haul truck into a security barrier near the White House in what federal officials believe was an intentional act. A Nazi flag was the only thing found in the truck, according to video and law enforcement sources. It's important that I show you what this white supremacist neo-Nazi with only a Nazi flag in his truck looks like. Wow. <laughs> there is some discussion that this could have been a test of White House security measures. For instance, if this 
U-Haul was full of explosives and a team of five or six people jumped out and quickly disposed of the gate guards. The gates could be opened and the truck could get through. So it's a perfect decoy, a perfect distraction if you yourself want to commit a crime or do something and not have anybody look. You would have them, you know, all looking at the White House, at this guy who is on the pavement next to his neo-Nazi flag. Also reported on Monday, May 22nd, a story came out stating that more than 50 senators have received satellite phones for emergency communications saying the phones would allow senators to communicate if a natural or man-made crisis knocks off and regular connections are cut off in their region. This story here is the only one that really doesn't alarm me in any way, shape, or form because it's like they're making a non-story a story, and that is what is drawing my attention. Why did they publish this on this date? Because it seems like typical protocol for senators to have satellite phones. That just seems like common sense. But why would they publish that on Monday, May 22nd? And curiously, on on the same day, May 22nd, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, came out with a Twitter video to fight misinformation online. Are you prepared? The internet is going down later this week. It's going to be crazy. Find out more below. The internet is going down later this week. The real truth the government refuses to tell you. Previous account banned for sharing the truth. Wait a minute. This is misinformation. You may be spreading misinformation unintentionally. Which is very curious because the BBC came out with BBC Verify the same week. Almost like... The United States and Great Britain and all these other countries aren't really that separate, and they all march in lockstep with one another. But anyway, in this video, there's one narrative of misinformation they perpetuated that was that the internet could go down. They happened to release the video the same day the senators were reportedly issued their satellite phones in case the internet really did go down, which is very curious timing, don't you? Poor clip job. I, it, she said, don't you think? All right. So I, I thought that was a good rundown. That's what you... Uh, that was it? After she said that's... It, yeah, she just said, don't you think? And then it went okay. into commercials. Which she wrote a book. People should check out her book. Uh, the Something Encyclopedia kind of uh, covers all the conspiracy topics book. So Nice, nice. So the, yeah, it was, uh, you know, (laughs) it's like, there's so many levels when you're talking, uh, trucks, uh, bomb making materials, uh, internet going down as misinformation, satellite phones, or just satellites in general, you know, these are all interesting topics. The yeah, the satellite phone was weird, right? That whole like what? Why it was yeah. a story, right? You know, yeah. yeah. How was it a story? It just seems. Oh, did you know? You know, this is they they, yeah. they issued them. They issued them satellite phones in case something goes down. Like, wait, what? What? What are you talking about here? Yeah, and there is pretty good just judging by the people I come in contact with, which is not a representative sample because it's people that are paying enough attention to care about their water. Sure. Uh, which is, you know, not a 
not an accurate sample of the U.S. population. But there's a lot of like, oh, when do you think the internet's going to go down? When do you think the power grid's going to go down? There's a lot of kind of those type of questions. And I've always thought, man, they they love the surveillance grid. Like they, I can't see it going down en masse just because the way it's set up currently. Like you, you would need a national power grid um, set up first before you could take it all down at once. Right, and they've been yeah. doing that for years. I mean, they've been they've been, they've been pushing the idea of the national power grid for for years. But in, if you don't have that, I don't see how you take down the grid all at once unless I don't know unless there are actually EMPs or what have you. But I guess you're just not ready for the. Three days of darkness, Andrew. <laughs> so, um, well, hey, as long as Hillary Clinton ends up in Gitmo at the end of it, I know, I know, she's already there. The good news she's is she's already there. She's, she's already, already been executed. She's already been executed. It's just a clone. Yeah, yeah. Biden, everything's okay. Trust the plan. Biden's got a mask on. So, it's yeah, like, who is it? Is it even Biden? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you were going to yeah. say that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's definitely a weird, weird situation. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's like somebody, it's, it's hard to keep up at this point, and we, we should probably do a better job. I mean, I don't know if anybody's noticed, <laughs> but, but Andrew's super busy, as am I. We're both trying to uh, survive this uh, awesome economy as salespeople. And so we've been super busy, but, uh, everything's a psyop. Yeah. Every time I turn on the television or I don't even turn on the television, every time I log into anything, there's just psyop after psyop after psyop. Like we just missed a huge one tonight. You know, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, just said, Hey, I'm going to run for president and Elon Musk backed him. And then they did a live Twitter spaces to announce it. So everybody on Twitter is talking about how Ron DeSantis and Elon are the conservatives we need to bring back free speech, as though Ron, De- <laughs> yeah, as though Ron DeSantis isn't uh, CIA tangentially related in the first place. So just like we predicted, right? Elon's gonna he's say hey he he was literally stationed at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yes. He was an att- he's a JAG attorney at, at Gitmo. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, everybody's freaking out. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. They crashed Twitter spaces. So, I mean, I will, let's, there are, there are a few things of note to, to mention from this. I think the first and foremost, and probably the most important thing, not that Ron DeSantis is running or that Elon thinks he's great, but that it was a live spaces on Twitter. I mean, this is noteworthy. Um, that we are moving away from mainstream media right into mainstream media. Yeah, with the social media sites being the stations. Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving away from mainstream television, and now we're going to read into the mainstream social media sites? And forgive my ignorance, Mm -hmm. okay? I don't believe I've ever watched a Twitter Spaces. This is not like... Other people can talk, right? It's just like streaming video. I believe so. I do know. So forgive my ignorance too. Somebody out there may know better than me. But I believe within the last 30 days plus, if you paid your 
six or eight bucks for Twitter. Now you can post uh, videos as long as like like it could be an hour long. Oh, okay. So yeah. I think that's what they're doing now is we're putting full length videos on here, which is interesting. I mean, now it's become like a it's going to kind of take some swings at YouTube or Rumble or whatever. Yeah. Well, and it's live streaming, so which it's obviously YouTube. Does Rumble do live? Yes. Rumble does live. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so back to what I was saying. Uh, DeSantis is running. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Elon's going to tie himself to that. Okay. Uh, interesting. And then at least until Trump jumps back on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this was the plan all along, though. We got to get... This is the... And we didn't have a show last week to talk about it, but Elon's new hire as CEO of Twitter, very interesting. Absolutely. And why is that inter- Why is he interesting, Andrew? She. Oh. Uh, she is interesting because she is exactly the person you would hire if you're like, you know what hire donald trump did that was really awesome hiring john bolton let me do something like that but for twitter whatever her name is she comes out of like the national ad council where she was doing she was in charge of some of the ad campaigns for covid vaccines like pushing the covid vaccines and then um worked for nbc and comes out of the World Economic Forum. Sounds all good. Good, good, yeah. good, good. So, so, but don't worry. You might think, does this mean we can't trust Elon Musk? But don't worry. I've already seen the, no, man, 40 chess. He's just going to, like, fire her. And, it, like, it's hiring her to fire like, Okay. <laughs> it's... It's a lot easier just not to hire a yes. really lousy person than best case to have scenario to fire them. But Trump's hiring record, best case scenario, he's bad bad at it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's, he's either compromised or really terrible. Yeah, uh, those are the possibilities. I, we're, not you, ta- we're not talking about Trump. We're talking about Elon. But yeah, my my, my apologies. Well, no, I mean Trump's too. Yeah, Pompeo. Uh, Whatever the torture lady, CIA torture lady, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, on and on and on. So I've got an Elon theory, and it's related to like Space. when he's when he says good things, and when he does bad things. Okay, okay. So when it is a he he is or he has someone running the social media, one or the other. Um, but I think it, I think it's probably him. So I think he's smart enough to at least know what the common man's, what the popular zeitgeist is going to be on a certain issue. And so if it, if it's something that he has no impact on, no influence over and is not involved with, he's got pretty good takes on it. Okay. You know, like, uh, for instance, we're not overpopulated. It's an underpopulation crisis or, uh, we're, you know, people should be sent to prison if they mutilate children. 
and perform sex change operations on him. Great. Elon has nothing to do with that. What does Elon have to do with? Oh, I don't know. Uh, All the (laughs) SpaceX, brain chips, uh, the everything app, tracking, tracing, data, tracking, tracing, databasing, you know, every transhumanist New World Order agenda item that he's involved with, he's, he's all in. It's just, oh, AI, of course. We, you know, we just need to do AI better, more open source. Like how it would have been if I was in charge the whole time. Uh, you know, this is everything that he actually has control over. Supposed control over. I think he's just a, an actor, a front man for the agenda. It's all terrible New World Order stuff. Everything that it's just him spouting off his opinion. Pretty good. And conveniently, um, you know, well time to take any attention away from those Epstein-Elon Musk meetings and the Epstein and Elon Musk brother and the weird connections there. You know, we'll just, just stay quiet on those. He's like, I would not take financial advice. It's like, you know, honestly, we're, we don't really believe anyone took financial advice from Jeffrey Epstein. That's just the cover story for what actually happened. So you saying you didn't take any tax advice and financial advice from Jeffrey Epstein, that doesn't exactly answer the questions that people have. (laughs) Exactly. It's like saying, I'm going to use a different excuse than everyone else. Then, uh, Oh, what's the Alan Dershowitz is using. Okay. Well, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're innocent. So, well, and I mean, I think we just heard one of the better excuses. I mean, I didn't even know this was an excuse, but she's a really good bridge player. I is now <laughs> is now an ex- excuse to be hanging out with an underage girl. Yeah. Was she underage, by the way? Um, we don't have the benefit of video, but I'm, I'm guessing she was at, oh, least, no, no. at least on the younger side. When she was talking to him, that was the girl like interviewing Bill Gates when she was attending the like, you know, child bridge championship or whatever. So I think it's she might have only she might have been like 19, maybe. But I think he at least met her before that. But the. The really graceful take on so, it is uh, she she was a like playing bridge. She was a uh, you know a Jeffrey Epstein agent, basically. She was? Yeah, that's what she was more than hinting at. That's what she was saying. <laughs> so So come here. Alright. You're blonde, you look just like his daughter, and you're good at bridge. <laughs> you're good at bridge. You'll be perfect. So, yeah. But see the the Bill Gates this uh, 2010 I think mm-hmm. so and she's not all that old now so yeah she's pretty young but the Bill Gates Jeffrey Epstein relationship goes way way back, way further back. than that yeah and that's all the Whitney Webb stuff and yeah it's uh you know we we kind of jokingly slash oversimplifyingly said you know 
friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. <laughs> but there's a lot of friends of Epstein, servants of Satan out there running things. Yeah, so. they tend to be running things. No, it's not. It's not. It's. I mean, I don't know what was. It's joking, as in like the tone is kind of funny of the of the uh, of the clips, but it's true. So all the and all this latest round of Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein stuff is kind of being used to cover up the four billionaires who were not previously known to be on the uh, the old Jeffrey Epstein meeting list. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Including a, what is it, Reed Hoffman? Mm-hmm. No relation. Yeah. There's a lot of Hoffmans out there. Ari There's Hoffman. a lot of Hoffmans. I'm, I'm only related to the good ones. That's not good. the bad ones. It's good. So, yeah, it's... Oh, who was the other? There's... See, it works. The propaganda works. What? I can't remember the other three. The other three what? Oh, the other the three, three billionaires... billionaires just linked to Epstein, and you're not well, allowed to Jamie Dimon? think about them. So there was... Uh, Tangentially? There's the guy dodging the uh, subpoena. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should have this lined up, but yeah. Anyway, uh, they talked about it on Grand Theft World, so if people oh. want the, the full story so you've been listening to the old grand theft world i guess you got time for a six hour show now <laughs> i got time for a six hour show now yeah i've uh i haven't made it through all of all of their episodes all the recent ones but uh i did make it through this last one i so. don't think i've made it through more than three or four of of the entire episodes yeah it, it's just hard to get through six hours well, but- i usually make it through even if even a really good episode i'll get through three or four hours yeah so they, this last one, they, I should get this guy's name. We should throw the, throw their episode in the, the show notes, but um, this guy who, former Marxist, whose PhD work was on like Darwin and like that era of English science. Right. And he was like all in on it. Like actually believing it, and then he's woken up to the point where he's like, you know, there's a reason that the elites really push Darwinism. <laughs> it's like, oh, you you kind of hinting that you're coming around to this whole maybe maybe there's a creator idea. So it was an interesting interesting angle interesting way he got to it but uh i think anyone who is genuinely seeking the truth will eventually get there 100 percent, man i was talking about that this morning i was uh having a bible study with a friend and talked about the the time i tried to prove that jesus didn't exist yeah (laughs) i encourage everyone to do that whenever you feel the need yeah i mean it's if you are you know, if you're genuine and you're like, I I want to know, so I will disprove this crazy idea that there's a, you know, 
it, there can't possibly be a God. The Bible can't possibly be right about everything. So we've come so far. There's so much science. There's so much new knowledge. There's, you know, every, that's an old book written by people who didn't know what they're talking about. Yep. Um, and yeah, just go ahead and go down that road. Like the truth does not fear interrogation and questioning and what have you. Only the false narrative fears that. Yeah. See Adam Curry, true truth seeker. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and it's a, Adam Curry is a great example because it's one thing to, you know, be in college or, or around that time period and go through an kind of an awakening or, you know, really change your view of the world because of being exposed to new information or just gaining wisdom, what have you. But if you're in your fifties and you're able to, um, you know, go after it to the point where you openly become a Christian and, and change your worldview, that's, it's an incredible thing. And that, that shows that he, you know, he was always a, a truth seeker, not someone with an agenda. <laughs> he literally has a show called No Agenda. So there's some, some truth there. And he went from kind of new agey, uh, you know, just kind of typical, I guess, kind of Joe Rogan outlook, I guess you could say, to... You know, he was open to, well, to very, where the truth led him. Very worldly outlook. You know, he's, yeah. he's he had money early. He was famous early. Didn't didn't see a need for religious. Also, raised in Europe, so I think that right. Is, yeah, is, that, that, that doesn't help. Uh, it's kind of funny. I didn't know when I would fit this in, but this fits perfectly. I was involved in some sort of strange Twitter debate about God. Uh, somebody, I don't, remember, I don't even know what the thread was about but then someone said you know but religion is fake and i was like actually jesus was very real and then you know all the people below me started arguing no it's fake you made it up and you know the christ consciousness baloney and someone oh yeah really someone they're still on that huh someone but someone threw this clip in i don't even know who this dude is but uh an amazing clip i I should be able to grab his name uh, while i'm playing the clip but uh, an amazing clip of an atheist uh, talking to peop- a- other atheists about uh, how fake Jesus is. Oh, nice. Oof. That is. He's talking about there's uh, the question I think comes from the crowd. There's no evidence for Jesus, right? Archaeology or history for historical Jesus. Yeah, well, I do. I know in the, in the crowds you all run around with, it's commonly thought that Jesus did not exist. Let me tell you, once you get outside of your conclave, there's nobody who, I mean, this is not even an issue for scholars of antiquity. The reason for thinking Jesus existed is because he is abundantly attested in early sources. Early and independent sources uh, indicate that Je- certainly that Jesus existed. One author that we know about knew Jesus' brother and knew Jesus' closest disciple, Peter. He's an eyewitness to both Jesus' closest disciple and his brother. I think that atheists have done themselves a a disservice by jumping on the bandwagon of mythicism because, frankly, it makes makes you look foolish to the outside world. His name is Bart Ehrman, and he's an American historian and renowned atheist. 
but uh, it's kind of a kind of a cool moment there. He's like, "Can you talk about how there's no evidence for Jesus?" He's like, "No, no, I can't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as a matter of fact, you make us all look dumb by saying that there isn't. Yeah, and uh, if you have any. If you want further information, see Zeitgeist Debunked by Chris White. There you go. There you go. Anyway, I always like to hear from the one, the, the people, the surprising people who, you know, mm-hmm. atheists talking about Jesus being real. It's awesome. Yeah. But I didn't know so how the, that clip would fit in, but it, we kind of waltzed right into it today. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Rechtenwald is the guy who was uh, interviewed on Grand Theft World about all the kind of British where secular humanism came from. Ah. And it's it was interesting. <laughs> so so and interesting coming from him, someone who went from Marxist, Darwinist, what have you, and is now like, you know <laughs> he he didn't come right out and say I believe in God and right. am a Christian, but he's Definitely headed in that direction. So. Is this is this the most recent Grand Theft World from two night two days ago? Yes. Wow, yeah. good for you. You already made it through that. Indeed. A lot of time in the car. Holy two, smokes! It's a six-hour show. It came out two days ago. Two. Yeah, I've listened to the the whole No Agenda, uh, the whole Grand Theft World, and multiple other podcasts in that time. So it's a long drive to Wichita, Tim. Uh, how long is it? Uh, de- depending on where you're at in and around Wichita, anywhere from two and a half hours to close to three hours. Wow. So. No fun, no fun. So. But, uh, yeah, good, good podcast listening opportunity. And to be fair, I wasn't driving the whole time. I squeezed in a little golf and... You know, golf and podcast listening, that's pretty much my my favorite activity combination there. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, have you heard, I think the, I saw the subtitle of the most recent New World next week. Did they talk about a clip from the Transformers? Um, clip from the Trans... I don't know. I just... Yes. Thought, yes. And then what is it about? There's like a trans character of the Transformers. Uh, dang, I, I actually, I really actually haven't even listened to that yet. And I was picking up clips and I was like, oh, I forgot to watch the latest New World next week. And uh, then I was throwing my clips in the in the folder here, and I was like, oh no, this is what this is what James and James talked about. I had this in my folder. This is mm. a uh, recent episode of the Transformers. I think it's on Netflix as well as one of the network shows. This is a uh, Transformer speaking to a small female child character my pronouns are they them thanks i'm sam i'm she they but you already know that (laughs) wow what an amazing city i'm sorry I reacted. It's just sometimes the world can be a scary place. It's hard to know who's dangerous or not. Hmm. 
That's true, though disappointing. Hey, it's okay. I know I'm safe when I'm with my friends or other non-binary people. Non-binary? People who aren't female or male. Oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have assumed. I always knew my pronouns felt right, but... What a wonderful word for a wonderful experience. Oh, man. And this is just like, I don't know how to put it, you know, it's just a Transformers cartoon with a girl talking to a Transformer. Like, it's, if you put the television on and don't watch what your kids are watching and walked away, you would never even notice this scene on the screen. Like, yeah, this is just, they're just force feeding it in there now. Oh, man. And it's, (laughs) I've sometimes mocked the writing in, um, you know, like Hallmark type shows that that my wife has watched as like, see that man to man dialogue was clearly written by a woman because two men would never in a thousand years say that to each other. <laughs> but that's just a whole other level. That's like, it's not just unrealistic. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Social posturing. It seems to be rampant everywhere these days. The mama bears are out and they're fighting back against Bud Light. Now Target. Uh, it's a weird, weird situation we find ourselves in. Did you listen to the, it's maybe not the most recent, but I think it was one of the more recent uh, Chris White episodes, uh, Bible Prophecy Talk. It's almost like the a, one a black where you talked about sugar. Well, that that one looked that one seemed was awesome. I was that one freaked me out actually. All he said, all sugar, all sweet, doesn't matter if it's stevia or anything else, gives the same reaction. Which which makes sense as to why the you know (laughs) why drinking diet coke doesn't work. You know, right? (laughs) Hmm. But uh, yeah, it kind of blew me away. No, no, the one before that it was more of the black pilled, the most black pilled episode I've ever heard from Chris. It was like, well, I don't think we're gonna be able to stop this uh, whole trans world order situation and them just pushing the woke stuff on us. So I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Chris. That's what I needed. Well, the the trans, it is a gateway to transhumanism. 100%. I mean, they've nailed, No Agenda's nailed that. I think it would yeah. be Dvorak or whoever brought those clips. We're on our way to transhumanism. And it's this e- is it's a, even right there in the name. Trans. Yeah, trans. It's at a spiritual level. And if you look at the, um, oh, what's his slash her name? The Bible? Oh, no. Dylan Mulvaney. No, 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 no. What? The the originator of the thing. Of the what? The modern originator of the trans movement. Oh, are we talking about money? No. That we t- we talked about where um, he was like the highest paid woman CEO. Because he was... Aye, aye, aye. We talked about it. Other people ran with it. Adam Curry played clips eventually from the the same person, and we didn't deep dive it because it was kind of gross. Oh yeah, that you brought it. Yeah, I remember. All right, 
Uh, talk about something. I will find it. It's going to bother me. Um, it's going to bother me. Or we can play another clip. No, that's fine. Uh, let's jump into what else we got here. Uh, recent episode. One, two, 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 two. Here we go. This one. This one caught me. Uh, I watched this on social media, but I thought she had a really great point about social media and might be um, instructive to people out there. Recently, noticed that a lot of people on TikTok and on Instagram talk whilst they're doing something that like you would do in your everyday life. So for example, someone is sitting down having their morning coffee or someone is doing their makeup, getting ready for the day. It's very conversational. You know when you're at a hairdresser and they try to talk to you while they're blow drying your hair? I've just wondered if it's actually tricking our brain into thinking that we're having a conversation with someone when we're not. And so it sort of satisfies our need to communicate with people, to converse, to have friends, companionship, all of that. Like it sort of satisfies it enough to the point that we might not seek it in real life. I've seen a few people talking about a loneliness epidemic and I do wonder if this contributes to it because it kind of tricks our brain into thinking that we have friends and we have conversations, but we actually don't. I wonder if our brain can tell the difference between the two, but it's not really like satisfying us on a spiritual, emotional level. Martin slash Martine Rothblatt. Rothblatt, dang it, man! I, yeah. I couldn't come, couldn't come up with that. Do you, you hear the clip there? I was mainly looking. I apologize. So uh, I I heard it, but I did not attentively listen to it. No worries. She just said, "Isn't it interesting?" And it's kind of better to watch the clip uh, because while she's doing it, she has a big, you know, uh, she's pouring coffee, and then she has a big coffee cup in her hand, and then she's drinking coffee. Then she's blow drying her hair, and then she's, you know, brushing her hair. And the whole point of the uh, video is to say that she's noticing a lot of people on TikTok or on Instagram who are making videos are doing things that they would do in their everyday life, like blow drying their hair okay. and talking to you. And she says that's extremely conversational. And then she said, I wonder if it's satisfying a need in our brains to make us think that we have friends, to make us think that we're having conversations with other people, that we're having interactions, even though on a very real soul level and emotional level, we're having no interaction at all. But maybe it's tricking our brains into thinking that we are being social and we don't have to go out and seek those things. Hmm. I'm in my car. Or at at least... Yeah, it might not even be tricking the presenter's brains, but it might be tricking the the people watching its brain. No, that's that's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. That's, she's saying it's yeah. tricking our brain to watch this because we feel like we're in a conversation. There's somebody brushing their hair while they talk. This is what happens in normal life and it tricks the the viewer's brain into not having to go out and watch somebody. Not having to go out and interact with somebody because it feels like they're already interacting with them. Yeah, and the and you know who needs real interaction when there could be another pandemic and we all just stay home and communicate through machines and then it's you can choose you could choose if you can say that God put or that there is no God and that I'm in the wrong body. That's saying there is no creator 
and I can choose. And if you could choose your own gender, you can choose to be, uh, you know, transhuman, merge with machine. What's the difference? If you could change something that fundamental about yourself, um, the sky's the limit from their perspective, all the way to the fake. Um, you know, everything is a fake version of God and salvation. So the transhumanist version is you could choose your gender, you could choose to merge with the machine, and you can live forever, not through going to heaven, because there's no God or anything. We're going to create an AI God, and you can just upload your consciousness. It'll be totally the same thing. <laughs> except except real, because, you know, no one, everybody knows the, the whole God thing's been disproven, and Jesus wasn't real. Yeah. yeah, you didn't know that, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, it's just like... Like people just made it up, and and you know it was just like a, a really good uh, scam story. And so then when they got threatened with uh, being run through with the stake, crucified upside down, they did it just because they wanted to keep the gag going because it was such a you know such an amazing amazing joke they pulled. Ha ha ha! Yeah. Transhumanism. You can live forever. Transhumanism. Some of them are dumb enough to believe that garbage. <laughs> too too many, unfortunately. And it's <laughs> they're pushing it on. That's why they're pushing it on kids, man. I mean, uh. adult. Like they're, they're zero. How many 40-year-old men would fall for any of this stuff? None that I know. 0.00%? You know, I mean, I don't know. We're a weird sure. age. We're, the Xenials are a weird age. I don't think there's too many that are going to fall for it. No. But it, it, it has to be impressionable children. Like, yeah. this is the only way forward you are not going to convince adults of any of this stuff from scratch you have to start it with with young children uh, and they are there is there there is a certain element of the white older boomer female population that is in yeah but no 40 year old men no no yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that, and it's weird. But it, isn't it almost always like through children, though? Yes. Even for them, yes. like they're yes. like, oh, I want to stay up with the times, and yes. this is the this is the new thing, this is the current thing, and I want the best thing for my child, so I'm just going to go along with it. And there's the doctor, the doctor or the therapist is saying. You know, if your child, hey, we just had a conversation and your child is trans, like, and that's totally normal and it's good and you can show how woke and liberal you are about accepting it. And here's some puberty blockers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Planned Parenthood, uh, interesting, you know, former eugenics, uh, the Birth Control League organization, um, 
Yeah, all in the pushy. They'll give you same one visit, and we'll send you out with the prescription for for stuff that will screw up your entire life. Yes, steroids if you're a a girl. Steroids, steroids, not to be steroids as in methanol, testosterone, or methyl methyl testosterone. Yeah, yeah, and. It's not like we've ever had a somebody take testosterone and go nuts and start shooting people in this country, right? Yeah, blame blame it on a Christian school. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, so, what what drug are they using that makes uh, non-white people into white supremacist uh, terrorists? So, uh, social, <laughs> social media. I, yeah, could be iPhones. I don't know. They, it's, and money. <laughs> I think there's money involved, but yeah. You know, if you're not a U.S. citizen, you've got no dog in the fight. It's like, okay, you're gonna say these things. You're gonna go drive the truck into there. Don't worry. You know, we'll get you out of there. There's, we're not even gonna put a bomb in the truck this time. <laughs> Unlike old the, the Oklahoma City bombing. Which let's before we get too far away, I do want to play play this clip um, from the Fact Hunter, our friend George. He did an Oklahoma City bombing special uh, where he recommended people check out the uh, Corbett Report work on uh, Requiem for the Suicided on Terrence Yakey, and he also went through. Quite a few things, some of which I had not heard before. Maybe you, you have. I don't know. But uh, just to, just a sample here. But people should check out the whole thing. The government story is a lie because of all that. There's dozens of eyewitnesses and video footages of another man leaving the rider truck along with Timothy McVeigh. Right, John Doe was sought for several weeks before. Uh, the FBI simply edited out the individual um, from the story, and it was just a figment of our imagination, right? Uh, the, the old men in black flash of the light. Um, and in order to achieve this, again, just like they did in 9-11, they went around to the gas stations all around the Pentagon, and they completely suppressed um, all the closed captioning TV footage or closed captioning, excuse me, the closed circuit TV footage from uh, dozens of camera that were positioned near the site of the blast, just as they did um, at the site of the Pentagon. Uh, Again, members of the media were able to view some of the footage and were able to report the fact that there was a second man in the rider truck, was a real person, and the man was the final person to leave the truck, and he sat inside the truck for seven minutes after McVeigh had left. So that brings about the logical conclusion is that John Doe number two was the person who actually armed the device and set it to detonate. Not only does John Doe number two exist beyond a shadow of a doubt, but this individual appears to be the prime mover behind the rider truck attack. The brazen excision of John Doe number two 
from the story is on its own rock. It's rock-solid proof that the U.S. government, the DOJ, and the FBI had been involved in a cover-up in the truth behind the attack. In fact, number two, we know there is foreknowledge, okay? And this is just another fact that disqualifies the official account that relates to the revelations of the BATF informant Carol Howe and the proven foreknowledge of the ATF and other government agencies prior to the attack. This foreknowledge related to the specific date and target of the attack was leaving zero doubt that elements of the U.S. government knew the attack was coming and chose, or in some cases ordered, to allow the attack to happen. And if you remember, Carol Howe was an informant for the ATF. Carol Howe was sent by the ATF to infiltrate this enclave of white separatives, air quotes, operating out of an eastern Oklahoma property named Elohim City. And again, Elohim is Hebrew for gods. Um, She had a black swastika tattoo on her upper arm. She was able to establish herself within Elohim City and became a trusted confidant of many of the people there. In February of 95, Carol Howe reported to her handlers that a man named Andreas Strassmeyer, who is an FBI German and possibly Israeli intelligence operative serving as security chief at Elohim City and was speaking openly of his desire to attack government buildings, conduct assassinations, and generally go to war with the U.S. government. Carol Howell even drove with Strasmere to Oklahoma City to deduct reconnaissance of potential targets. The ATF made plans to arrest Strasmere based on Howell's information, but they were ordered to stand down by other elements of the Department of Justice. After the bombing, Strasmere was spirited out of the U.S. by an informant, another fake member of the, quote, radical right, like Strasmere. And this person's name was Kirk Lyons. Strassmeyer appears to be at the core of the attack more than McVeigh. An eyewitness, Jane Graham, stated that she saw Strassmeyer apparently wiring the Murrah building with C4 and debt cord in the days prior to the attack. Now, where in the official narrative do you ever hear an eyewitness by the name of Jane Graham saying that she saw this Strassmeyer Okay, (laughs) this guy who was very well could have been Israeli intelligence, a.k.a. Mossad, wiring the Murrah building with C4 and debt cord days prior to the attack. Now, when Carol Howe first came forward with this information, you know what happened to her? (laughs) She was arrested and prosecuted. Man, you talk about. Goodness gracious. When ABC tried to broadcast her story, you'll never guess what happened. Of course, you know what happened. The story was canned. And the producer of the story, a guy by the name of Roger Charles, was fired. Another informant named Carrie Carrie Gagan tells a similar story to Carol Howe with the added detail that Gagan apparently played a minor role in facilitating the attack under the direction of U.S. government agents. Now, Gagan was involved in the drug trade 
ended up receiving immunity in late 1994 after his drug contacts began using him to transport detonators and timers from Mexico into the United States. About a week and a half prior to the events of Oklahoma City, Gagan was asked to transport a locked trailer containing ammonium nitrate and an electric farm mixer and leave it in an area in Kansas close to Terry Nichols' house. Now, the Gagan account and the role of Andrea Strassmeyer will be revisited down the road. Uh, the dude from Elohim. Uh, I'm familiar. Yes. With, I'm, okay, so go ahead. Which I had heard about him before, but there are some interesting details there. And he I've, goes I've never into heard him, some more stuff. Sorry about that. I, I've never heard him uh, referred to as uh, Mossad. I'd always heard he was a strange German named Straussmeier. Right. Who was tangentially or kind of related to all these other people. Uh strange yeah it's interesting how these characters are <laughs> they're in, involved in a lot of different uh intelligence three-letter agencies usually not just one but yeah it was uh quite the operation there and there's you know sworn testimony uh george has a a page for, for that episode with the sworn affidavits, like with the actual documents scanned in, you know, it's like, no, there were two explosions. Yeah. Oh, there were two explosions. I saw two people in the rider truck. Yeah, sworn testimony. They had to go to the uh, rental place. I don't. If if I'm if this was in the clip, I don't think it was. Uh, the FBI went to the truck rental place 39 days in a row to uh, keep asking them until they remembered that it was Timothy McVeigh that rented the truck. <laughs> Very good. Because it took the first 38 days, they're like, no, didn't look anything like him. And the description of the person was um, someone stocky, pockmarked skin, and 5'10". Timothy McVeigh, 6'3 and skinny. Yeah. Kind of hard to get those two people messed up. And also there's timestamp video from a McDonald's that was two minutes apart. Uh, the the timestamp video of... Timothy McVeigh at a McDonald's that was two minutes and in a different area from when the rider truck was signed for. Yeah. I mean, you know, with, with his supposed signature. You know, so. it's crazy. So, uh, how do I put this? One thing that kind of blew my mind was when I really started looking into Oklahoma city and uh, the Oklahoma City bombing, because when I grew up here, I just followed the main narrative. I mean, shoot, I was only five years old. Right. <laughs> or not yeah. five, excuse me, not five years old, 15. So I didn't know much different. I was doing my paper route, by the way, and I'd wrap the 
roll the paper and look at two dudes. There's two dudes we're looking for. Here's the pictures of the two guys. When I rolled my papers, I think I've told that story probably a half a dozen times. But um, one thing that, so post me kind of waking up to the world, mainly 9-11, and then researching Oklahoma City, it's kind of unbelievable how, and, and actually eerie, how similar downtown Oklahoma City was to Washington, D.C. around the Pentagon. In that when the plane hit the Pentagon, even though there were cameras absolutely everywhere, none were able to actually catch the plane, quote-unquote plane, hitting the Pentagon, except for one strange three-frame video, which seems to be missing a frame in the middle, where the entire plane disintegrates as though... It were a missile, leaving even a vapor trail behind. Same thing happens in downtown Oklahoma City. All of the cameras either didn't work or were off or the ATF confiscated them. Except there's like one view of the truck driving by. And I believe it, I can't remember if you can see two people or just one. And it's from like a downtown bank building as it drove by. But all the other ones, really strange, Andrew. Just like in uh, D.C., all the CCTV footage gone yep yeah it's amazing how that uh, surveillance state that's for our safety never really comes in handy when you know jeffrey epstein kills himself and you might want to know how exactly that happened yeah so it's a but you want to know what's going on on my ring doorbell uh doorstep we the whole world can see that yeah you can figure that out pretty quick yeah, lots and uh, pretty good market capture by the ring doorbells. I gotta say, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I see a lot of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's. I think you know, in a world where people don't want to talk to people anymore, now you don't even have to answer your door. You can just yell at your phone. Yeah, what do you talk. What do you want? <laughs> you made an appointment. No, I didn't. Oh, well. That's for next week. That's for next week, Andrew. That's for next week. Come back next week. Uh, Excuse Uh, me, sir. This is a Wendy's, and I just drove three hours to get here. (laughs) Uh, It's my life. My life. life. Ring doorbells and large guard dogs. (laughs) So, But uh, I threw in a... While I was, while we were disconnected there, I threw in a um, Paul Joseph Watson video on the Transformers thing. So he oh. also talked about it. So did we need to watch it? No, it's okay. Okay. No. So I haven't even watched the whole thing. I was just I was watching it during part of it. So I must have missed part of the Grand Theft World episode. So I guess I didn't. I think I did skip forward at one point. There you go. True confession. So I did not listen to the exact entire podcast. So. I can't believe it. Yeah. There's, I think there's kind of a commercial or talking about a conference or something. I don't know. Anyway, I did skip forward at one point. So the so we got the rider truck Oklahoma City the U-Haul truck for this current event I was wondering if uh, they were going to do anything yesterday 
on the 23rd, 5-23-23. But, mm. yeah. That's not any kind of thing. No, it's a... You don't know your cabal. It's not like it's a Skull and Bones Day or yeah. something, so... Or April 19th or... Yeah. Come on, man. This isn't Blood Sacrifice Day. This is just a funny number day. I thought well, we had the we had the Gregory's video on the satanic sacrifice season. Mm. Yeah, but that was only through like beginning of May, I believe. I I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. But he's got another one. Same topic. Uh, we got satanic ritual sacrifice. Well, similar topic. Put it that way. But there's a, a video out from a former child actor, uh, and he's making a documentary to expose the truth. Okay. No, not really. But he tells what happened to him, and it's it's pretty creepy. Wow. Alex Jones revealed over 20 years ago how world elites reenact human sacrifice every year at Bohemian Grove. Midsummer sets us free. And there have been several whistleblowers reporting that satanic ritual sacrifice is at the highest levels of our society. Ritualized murder is, after all, the ultimate expression of tyranny. And as disturbing as it is to most people, it has commonly been used as a form of blackmail. Former child actor Rick Schroeder recently released a video of a childhood experience he had in Hollywood where he believes he met members of this cult. Let me explain. When I was young, I couldn't drive yet. Uh, I was hanging out with the older guys. And I'm Point Doom, and somebody popped in a cassette tape into a VHS player, and there was a room with a body, I believe it was a male, laying on a table, and uh, people came around the room, it was dimly lit, but they had hoods and robes on, and uh, they had some sort of ritual where they took out a knife and they cut him down the side was his right side and they took out parts of him and the blood started flowing and they were chanting and um, some there was women there and they took off their clothes and then they took the blood and they smeared it on their bodies and started to be sexual with each other it was uh, quite disturbing to see and so uh, they gave me the cassette, and I took the cassette to somebody I trusted. And I, we watched it. And uh, they said, never watch that again and give it back to whoever gave it to you. So I did that. But I was always confused about why they didn't ask where it came from. And so I believe that I met some of the cult members when I was younger. If in fact we have no accountability or justice, it could be because these 
people that are supposed to bring us justice and protect and defend the Constitution are corrupted by this cult. I have no fear of them. You know, I only fear Jesus. And so, perhaps whoever's investigating these folks needs to go, we need to go a layer below the top and come up from the mid-level who are not cult members or been blackmailed by the cult, possibly. Because uh, that's the only explanation I have for why we haven't had accountability and justice for what they've done to America and continue to do to America while we all just watch. So I share this with the hope that those mid-level people that are investigating in the FBI and the CIA will understand that their superiors perhaps will never give us justice because of the level of blackmail involved. All right, that's off my chest. That feels better. Now you all know. God bless America. And God bless those trying to defeat this cult. In Jesus' name, I give you this message. Amen. That is the... Was that Silver Spoons? What was he? Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. I don't even know, to be honest with you. That's right. You were not a television-watching child. So I got so smart. <laughs> Debuted in the, 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 the youngest Golden Globe. Came, yeah, Silver Spoons nailed it. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm sometimes skeptical of those things, but no, not me. But uh, well, some of the like, I guess whistleblower sure videos stories things, but. To me, he seemed pretty authentic, and he wasn't like. I'm always suspicious of the. Uh, ah, and I was part of the number one group that runs everything, and you know where it's. It's like, well, they're lying to you too, but uh, he, he wasn't. It's just like I saw this video. It's a cult, and so <laughs> that's. Uh, that's the servants of Satan part there. I'll talk to the... Who knows what the percentage is, but for those of you out there, probably not a lot. I don't know what the percentage would be of our listeners that have seen True Detective Season 1. Not that I'm recommending anybody go watch True Detective Season 1. But I will tell you, Andrew, because I know you haven't seen it. This is the uh, series on... It was on HBO, and it has uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, two actors that really played their roles brilliantly. Probably one of the best series shows ever. And I stand by that. I'd I'd gladly argue the points of that argument. Um, Super dark. And part of the reason is he, they uncover a child molestation sacrifice group. They uncover a group that's doing it, and they try to chase them through, you know, the uh, rural parts of Louisiana and, and, and catch them. But um, same uh, kind of culmination 
of the show. There is uh, at least you don't actually see this happen, but you hear it described where they're onto some ritual sites and everything else, and they kind of discover. And the, there's a bunch of different scenes, but one of the scenes they, one of the main characters talks about breaking into a very uh, powerful person's home and uh, getting into their personal safe and acquiring a tape, and then then popping the tape in, and of course it's a. Uh, ritual sacrifice of a person of a child and he describes watching it and and it's it's just weird that 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 you know and i think wasn't eight millimeter the that's another show i'm talking to the wrong person maybe james evan could help me out on this (laughs) but uh i think eight millimeter was another nicholas cage one where there was a snuff film found in a rich person's safe i mean there's too much too many threads of this through you know hollywood through you know the i the famous one which i'm sure you're familiar with is the eyes wide shut the tom cruise movie with um i know you know i'm sure you've stanley kubrick yeah you've seen people at least reference this or deconstructions of parts of it on youtube so there's just too many of those type of movies and that stuff sort of stuff in in popular culture for it there not to be some smoke there and uh his story sounded amazingly like the uh i think his name is rust rust's story from uh Hmm. uh, true detective season one so anyway uh well and you know you don't even have to go into that level of it for what tucker carlson said to be correct you know it's child sacrifice it's been yep. going on every society since in recorded history. You look in the Bible, there's a lot of child sacrifice going on. And with abortion, what have you, but it it's, it's still the same still the same religious beliefs. They just dress it up under under disguise of scientism, but it you peel back the scientism, you get a bunch of occult cabalist garbage and why? if you keep on digging you get to the satanists because that's where why it all did, goes to god have the israelites wipe out entire towns with every kill every living person and thing in that town two or three times in the old testament why was that any ideas i think yeah, if, if you ever wonder that if you ever ask that question yourself maybe go do a little searching i would definitely uh do some some real uh research around the uh, time period of Noah. And then I would also look at uh, what was going on anytime the high places were mentioned. And then you can assert your own conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> but And uh, spoiler alert, God's really mean and unfair is not the conclusion you'll come to. No, so. that's definitely not the conclusion <laughs> that you will come to. But the conclusion you may come to is God will be extremely fair and ruthless someday. Yeah, the the day of the Lord. So this, it's not an eternal, uh, the common grace is not eternal. No. So there, there will be... There will be judgment again eventually, and there will be justice, which that that is a... You know, I mean, that's it's what we hope, and I don't really hope in politics or what have you, but I know that 
the evil will be it will be punished. I know you say that, Andrew, but I mean, if we can get Trump in there this time, <laughs> this time he's really gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, if we get that 2016 energy back, I mean, is, is it, it is it just is it totally unrealistic to, you know, expect a candidate who wasn't in Skull and Bones or <laughs> friends with Jeffrey Epstein or, <laughs> you know, some scandal, the horrible scandal that's covered up that they'll do anything to keep hidden or you know it's just i don't know too much to ask yeah so well yeah but this presidency goes on continues to to prove chris white's point that we're not gonna be able to stop the movement of wokeism and strangeness because this this presidency is terrible yeah and nobody could do anything about it yeah it's almost like it's designed to be just such an insult. Like, yeah. look at you, pathetic Americans. Look at your president. Yeah. You can't even. You know, we're not even gonna bother, like pretending that <laughs> this is someone that that fooled you. Everyone knows, but we're still gonna call you crazy if you say, you know what? I don't think eighty million people voted for that guy. This is our struggle <laughs> session. Yeah. So you just got to, and I think they genuinely thought there would be some, some actual, uh, violence that they could call white supremacy. And I think that was the plan going back to January 6th and they just went with the narrative even when it didn't happen and they've continued. And now you get these really sad, you know, Oftentimes, not white people as the faces of white supremacy. Uh, I think very suspiciously. I think the Atlantic just came out with an article in the last week or so that says Latinos <laughs> can be white supremacists. So. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and it's like There's okay, no narrative we can't bend to meet our our needs. And is it is it really crazy to point out like, man, that tattoo looks really fresh. <laughs> Like we're we're just supposed to the guy was radicalized on a Russian website and <laughs> and then just like went out and like oh yeah white power go give me the tattoos and yeah that was his real motivation huh okay I love how the pro Ukrainian uh, war people are calling everyone else Nazis yeah calling, <laughs> calling Trump a Nazi for not wanting to be you know at war with Russia. Then, yeah. then uh, there's allusions to you know Putin's secret army being secretly named after Hitler's favorite people. Or so. it's like, dude, yeah, you guys are <laughs> the is, Wagner is, Group. Can anybody? Can anybody just come up with a coherent story to tell people? It's just such a joke. Hitler, not a huge fan of Russia. <laughs> right. Russia, not a huge well, fan of Hitler. So. We're in kind of a weird propaganda phase where the memory hole instead is, of the is full and well <laughs> they're flooding the zone with more baloney. So so we had COVID where it was twenty four seven like one story constant all the time. Unbelievable mass propaganda push that just kept going. Yeah. You know, I mean but eventually you cannot you can't 
keep the emergency going forever. I mean, you can do it governmentally, so you can do whatever you want through that scam. Oh, it's an emergency. We can do whatever we want. Bill of Rights doesn't apply. But the from a propaganda aspect, you can't keep the emergency going forever, so you have to go through time periods where it slows down and then where you just do lots of look over here, look over there, look over here, look over there. And yes, they're all obviously bogus stories, but it's the like chase it over here, chase it over there. There's no way for anyone to, you know, break it, take the time to break it all down the way you can with these huge events like COVID or, or what have you. Um, you know, there's no Last American Vagabond style in-depth breakdown of every minute detail for every one of these stories. It's just impossible to do. And it's, I mean, someone could do that, but by the time you're done going through the latest U-Haul truck incident, there'll be 10 more. Yeah, I mean, we just, we just had... I don't know how you feel about Seymour Hirsch. I don't know. Maybe he's control opposition. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But we just had one of the more decorated journalists in this country's history reveal like a plot line that makes nothing but sense, has all the right motives, that includes the United States blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline bringing it out on Substack and like it's not a you know you and I talk about it it's on Twitter but like uh, uh nah, no big deal New yeah, York, we can New just, York, we New could York, just dismiss it <laughs> New York Times still laughing at people that and, and telling them to to get ejected from uh you know cuz they stand up and ask him the the activist I played where he stood up and asked, asked some difficult questions to the editor of the New York Times and Washington Post and they said, ah, bye-bye, a-hole. You know, like, this, the, no response. No response to him asking about Seymour Hirsch. There's no, there's no response. They're just, we're just, we're going to stick to our narrative. Pretend that that, that uh, article never happened. Pretend that that plausible timeline that makes nothing but sense and includes all the major actors who stand to do nothing but gain from the Nord Stream being blown up. And then we're going to talk about how it might have been like some rogue, you know, Russians. Right. Possibly. On, and then, on a yacht, maybe someday, somewhere, right? Who, who, who blew up a pipeline at the bottom of the ocean yeah. with precision, like like literally exactly what you would train a Navy SEAL for? You would drop them <laughs> off a few miles away, give them some sort of submersible, figure out how to get them down there to plant explosives and then they, destroy the pipeline did they have a, a drill a couple months before that yeah there was a drill would have allowed them yeah. to to yeah. access the pipeline and yeah. and plant everything and yeah it's just so, like the uh, shutdown of the world trade center power the weekend before because we got to make sure everything's wired up correctly yeah or oklahoma city bombing where the Ladies, were there sworn testimony about someone planting C4 and stuff in the building? The ATF agents being told not to go to work that day. Yeah, ATF agents having a 0% attendance rate on a Wednesday morning. Very realistic. And Mm -hmm. they 
realized that was too obvious so they came up with the crazy story about oh yeah we were in there just i mean it's amazing you know no one killed was atf and but we were totally in there and we were in an elevator and it free fell five floors and even though that's you know like 50 feet and guess what you would be injured and even though there's no evidence that any of the elevators did that and the only people with the story are ATF agents, but you know, that's not sus- suspicious at all. Not at all. Or, you know, people getting the message on 9 11, don't get on that plane. And this. But the thing about these events is hey, guess what? They didn't start lying to you with COVID. Yeah. Go back. Every single war that had some event that. It, was fishy one way or another whether it's pearl harbor you know at least the english don't tell me that none of this got through to the americans ahead of time the english knew about the pearl harbor plan for the pearl harbor attack for months ahead of time conveniently none of our and i am a little bit biased but uh, i will say that the most powerful weapon in the military united states military arsenal uh, maybe aside nuclear weapons is aircraft carrier a big flat aircraft carrier to launch planes off of conveniently all of them not in pearl harbor yeah we'll just uh, we'll put the old stuff in there there will be people there you know it'll be be enough to get everyone riled up we were attacked and it's got nothing to do with what the blockade and other stuff we were doing against japan that had nothing to do with it you know it's yeah it, and you could go back and james corbett has world war one you can go back as far as you want this is the same they've been lying to you it's just the Methods of communication and types of lies have had to change with the times. And we've talked about that, how now you not only have to get your propaganda message out through the New York Times, which they still do, but that's no longer enough. Because it used to be, just put it in the New York Times, everyone copies the New York Times, you're good to go. And now you need to manipulate the alternative narratives as well. So it's like, all right. You know, they, and that those people, you don't even necessarily need or want them to know that they're supposed to push a certain angle, right? You just give them, give them a secret government source with something that contradicts the official story. This, I think, is where Seymour Hirsch comes in because it's all anonymous sources. It's if we look back at the people that killed bin Laden story. He had a different story, but it still reinforced the idea that they killed Bin Laden. Right? Right. So I think this is probably similar. So it's probably not accurate at all, to be honest with you. Uh, But that doesn't mean that the official story is accurate either. So it's just the, you know, (laughs) layer after layer after layer of lies and they know that eventually you're just going to stop. You're going to argue amongst yourselves over who did 9-11 or this detail or that detail or, you know, it's, it's a 
engineered virus for COVID. Ah, there are no viruses. And eventually you'll just get caught up in that and forget about the fact that you have 100% proof, you know, 5 by 5 proof that you've been lied to by the official story and that that still gets put in the in the history books as they say so. your mouth to god's ears my friend yeah so uh well should we thank some people yeah let's let's thank some people well it's a short list you have two guesses on who <laughs> who the first donor is uh danny danny buddy 25 dollars didn't even didn't even use another guest so uh ladies and gentlemen as you may have noticed we are not going to have any ads we're not going to be selling (laughs) we're not going to be selling me on we're not brand safe we're definitely not brand safe (laughs) we're talking about uh rigging oklahoma city uh, bombing area with uh, c4 talking about uh shutting off all the cameras of washington dc Talking about uh, child sacrifice and uh, the high places of the Old Testament. Things that, you know, your average shampoo company doesn't want to uh, to be partnered up with. But, you know, meanwhile, Budweiser's signing on with uh, transgender people. You know, I think this whole thing is an ESG ruse, right? You get your ESG score up and then, you know... BlackRock, well, that's what BlackRock the, the, agrees to bail you out. And so they just, you know, start, right, that's, start feeding the, you a whole bunch of money. Oh, I, I absolutely think that's why these companies are doing it. But it, how much money can they give them? Because next up is on the list is Target. But for, and... ES, for ESG to work the way that BlackRock says it's going to work, it can't... I mean, as huge as BlackRock is, you can't give away... You can't have uh, a 30% earnings reduction yeah it just doesn't work that way you know people no one is in the esg game to lose money no so if the scam falls apart because of boycotts or because of consumer action or other hedge funds or whoever it all falls apart target is on deck i went to target yesterday by the way one because i just couldn't believe it was all real and i had to see it for myself too because I had to pick something up. So, uh, yeah. I went in there, and it seems like it's all real. There was little shirts. Really? Okay. Yeah, little shirts for kids that said queer. Which is cool. Uh, lots of rainbow stuff, like a ton of rainbow stuff. Like, so much rainbow stuff. A whole rainbow stuff area. Which, uh, by the way, really flying off the shelves here in Edmond, Oklahoma. <laughs> didn't seem like anything had been purchased. Uh, and then the uh, there was a bunch of children's uh, bathing suits, also with the uh, rainbow flag. And then my wife had tried to alert me to the... Because she was like mortified by this. Somehow she was kind of fed this, even though she's not on social media. So I'm not sure how she discovered this. But uh, we have uh, a uh, boys... Let's see, excuse me. A girl's one-piece swimsuit that allows for tucking of your penis into a little pocket. Oh yeah, yeah. You've, you've heard about this? Yeah, Alex Stein uh, tried it on. Oh, good night. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I thought I was uh, really pushing pushing the boundaries by saying the word penis on our show. So I, I, we got Alex Stein trying it on. I don't think it's a mental image that anybody wants to see. 
<laughs> or think about. But uh, yeah, I couldn't find it. Also, I felt strangely uncomfortable being in that area. You know, so, I mean, yeah, I'm a very heterosexual looking person. So being in the kids area with my little boy and looking at this, it was just like, what is what? What am I doing here? Just it felt creepy. What is going on, America? This is what we're doing. Anyway, the mama bears are out. I actually have a story. I don't even know if I got it in the folder, but it's uh, it's up to moms to crush Target from the Federalists. And uh, yeah, the, the men say they're saying, "Hey, the men did their job with Bud Light. It's on the women now for Target." <laughs> there you so, go. Uh, Target's next on deck. Let's see. I mean, all we gotta do is stop buying things from. I mean. To actually go out and do something is one thing, but to just have to stop doing another thing, I mean, that that might be a little bit easier. So, Yep. Hopefully they can crush Target. I uh, did buy $50 worth of diapers. That's two, two boxes. Two boxes of diapers, $50. And then uh, I got home and my wife had purchased them elsewhere because she does not like Target anymore. And, I mean, there's only one person going to Target in this house. And it's not me, it's her. So I happened <laughs> to stop in, get the diapers, and she had already purchased them, so I had to go back and return them. So I feel like I won. I got to investigate the bathing suit situation <laughs> and uh, put, but and, I mean, but really I lost. I went to Target two days in a row. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I returned two boxes of diapers for $50. Anyway. Yeah. That's. Uh, we are a listener-supported production. This means listeners contribute to the show both financially and through volunteerism. If you feel you are getting value from this show, please help us by becoming a supporter. We count on you to make this work. This is, of course, based on the value-for-value value model made famous by Adam Curry of the No Agenda podcast. What do you got for us, Andrew? Read the list. All of the list. If you need to take a break in between, I'll read some of them, too. <laughs> Danny in Medford, $25, and Chris in the West Georgia Mountains sends us $100. That's it? That's the list. That's the whole list. To, to be fair, it's been a while since we did the show. Yeah, it's been two weeks, so. And we we did have a good list on, on that one, so. Yep. And, yep. and it's the beginning of the month versus the end of the month. It's just the way it is. It is. So I I have faith. I have faith in our people. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And plus, because of a, a little snafu with someone I love very de- dearly, I just received the the funds from last month. So it's it still seems fresh to me. There you go. Well, fair enough. <laughs> it's uh, not fresh to me in the most opposite sense. <laughs> Just a, a fresh reduction from the old checking account. Uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do anything else we got to throw in here? Or do we just is it time to wrap it up? Maybe. Well, I don't have a long commute tomorrow but it is past midnight so we should probably wrap it up pretty soon uh let's see here i think we yeah i did some portland stuff but it's not necessarily you know portland's over it's sad so the we don't even have to play the clip it's community reacts to closure announcement of portland's only rei store 
And REI, for people that that don't know, it's a very outdoorsy focused store. It it should be in Portland. Headquartered in Seattle. Yeah, and it's it's a very northwesterny thing. It's not only in the northwest, but like it it fits. There's one here. There's one in Oklahoma City, and there's one in Wichita, Kansas. Seems to be doing just fine. But uh, in Portland? Mm, no, closing down. Founded 85 years ago, 1938, as an outdoor specialist in uh, Seattle, Washington. And I, I'm, you know, I love Oklahoma. I, I've enjoyed my time in, in Kansas, especially the golf courses. Great golf courses up there. But... If you're talking outdoors stuff, no. This is, you know, I mean, you could go to a lake. This is pedestrian. That's the you word could, you're looking for. You you could go to a lake around here if you like lakes. That's that's good, but that's not really like outdoorsy equipment. Like if you're talking, you know, camping, backpacking, hiking, that sort of stuff, which is REI stuff, it there should be a Portland store. And there's no longer a Portland store. So. I climbed I climbed a mountain with my wife on an eight mile hike one time, and uh, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, but that was, of course, in uh, the great state of Washington. And then, uh, what what mountain was it? Uh, Mount Townsend. I have to look up that. Is okay. It, I don't remember if it's nice. eight miles one way or both ways, but yeah, did it did it in a day. It was awesome. Got up to like got to snow level. Sat on top of a mountain. Read some Bible verses. Had a good good day. I think it was like Easter or something. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. Good good time. Uh, I took a trip out to uh, towards Lawton. Went to uh, some of the quote unquote mountains over there because they are bigger than hills. And did a little bit of hiking over there. And I had a guy who was wearing a full day pack. With hike, <laughs> with hiking boots, no. <laughs> uh, big canteen in of water, the, like Wichita Mountains. Yes, wilderness big, over there. Yes, yeah. big canteen of water, full hiking boots, day pass. Who scoffed at me because I was wearing flip flops and carrying a two year old? Because this ain't a mountain. <laughs> yeah. There's it is the, the it is the world's tallest hill because it's <laughs> under two thousand feet just barely, so it's technically not a mountain, but it is the tallest hill. I've never so. I've never like so willingly accepted someone's scoff and like are yeah. those really the shoes you're wearing as he said it to me? I was just like, Yeah, man. This is uh this is I didn't even say anything, I was just kinda of <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, this is it. We walked away and my wife and I just looked at each other like This isn't even a mountain, man. I'm carrying my daughter up this this uh, glorified trail sidewalk feeling thing <laughs> in, yeah, fl- in flip flops. If it's the spot I'm thinking of, there's it's a paved road. Like no, not, the, not that one. Not I, that. I, one. I, I, I couldn't carry her that high. Okay, but yeah, it was just down the road from there. Yeah, not, not very far from there. It's a beautiful spot. Did you see any buffalo? I didn't. Uh... I think I did. I think we saw some two bison. Three. Yeah, not up close, but at a distance. Nice. Yeah, we we did see some when we were out there, but it was all uh, foggy, so they had the 
the road yeah. road closed up to the top there. But well, they it's closed a lot though because they have let, let people walk up it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's if you, mountain climbing's your thing, Oklahoma's probably not the place for probably you. Probably not it. Probably don't scoff at people that are also climbing up in flip flops because <laughs> really, I should have scoffed at you. <laughs> Uh, REI made $3.7 billion in 2021. So it's a good place, camping gear. But I I love when they, when these woke companies though, they come up with these, like they come up with these reasons like, oh yeah, like we're leaving Portland because, you know, it's like just really hard, man. (laughs) And, you know, it's like a business decision. Like we love Portland, but we just got to leave. It's not you, it's us. So the okay, go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and play the clip because it's just kind of funny who the for this, this news story. Who do you need? Who do you interview? Oh, don't tell me. You interview the the business owner next door. Usually, you know, is upset. They're trying to hang on. The issues going on, which is exactly what they do. But being Portland. Guess who the neighboring business is? Nike. No. No. In the Pearl District, Portland's only REI store has been serving customers for nearly two decades. But on Monday, the outdoor gear retailer announced they'll close this location early next year. Many customers were surprised and disappointed. I have always been um, a rock climber and I ski and snowboard, so I come here a lot for supplies. So that will be a loss for the community. In an email to its members, REI cited crime and theft as reasons for the closure. They said last year, even with increased security, they had their highest number of break-ins and thefts. They also noted that their lease expires in February, saying they had, quote, outgrown the location. Which is unfortunate, you know, especially REI. It's like a hub over here, you know. Chris Hamm is a manager at Oregon's Finest, a marijuana dispensary down the street. He's watched a lot of Pearl District businesses close. He'd like to see things get better, but doesn't think he's seen the worst. Whether you're very conservative or very liberal, at some point everybody just gets fed up. At some point, they're going to hit a wall and they're like, we're going to have to do something, right? You know, it's going to reach a fever pitch and it's just, you got to do something about it. City leaders and Portland police have been working with REI for several months to address crime and safety issues. In a statement to KGW, the mayor's office said, Mayor Wheeler is committed to further supporting REI to help ensure we retain their business in Portland and help them succeed. All options are on the table as we explore paths forward. I think that we have our job cut out in front of us. Thomas Gilpatrick is a professor of marketing at PSU. He says when people invest in new retail, they do an incredible amount of research. Closures like this will factor into that. So you're really betting on the future when you invest into a new retail store. Uh, So what this is, is really sending a message to all of us in Portland that Portland looks not as attractive as we have in in the past. Back at REI, the message on the store's window, it's a little differently now. It says better is out there. Many like Chris hope to see better right here. I think it's going to take a while for this to kind of come back. You could really sense people's frustration and even resignation out there today. Again, the Pearl location is the only REI store in Portland. 
A company spokesperson tells us they're working on a long-term regional solution that complements their other stores. Right now, the closest REI locations to downtown Portland include Tualatin, Hillsborough, and Clackamas. David. I mean, frustration and resignation, not really a great place to be. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> when even the, I mean, the local news station, you could kind of hear it, man. It's like, all right, enough already. <laughs> We're tired of this. So they're, people are fed up in Portland. When even the, the uh, marijuana dispensary bro is like, come on, get the crime under control. It's, you got issues. Yeah. No, I, uh, I definitely, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just hard to even watch anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, they did a larger, oh, what was the, there's some, uh, restaurant chain that's opening up their first Portland location and was vandalized pretty severely before even opening. I don't know if it's a Shake Shack. I forget what it was. You can't even win in Portland when you do, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's so corporate, man. They're going to like bring sandwiches here and stuff. Like they're just going to make us like pay for them. People are going to have to work and make a bad wage. Like, uh, (laughs) so the, so when I went over and met with, uh, with Terry, um, sure. Terry pod, uh, RRN listener, hopefully he still listens, and Will, uh, we went for a little little hike and we went to lunch at a local local the, restaurant that's all, been around forever. All three, all, you, all three of you hung out together? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. And um, so it's a kind of a, it's a local spot. I, I'm blanking on the name, but they are uh, probably soon to go under. Because they reported their third pretty severe vandalism incident of the year recently. Yeah. And they're just like, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Is it like trying to steal an ATM machine that's empty and it's open so that you can see that it's empty? <laughs> and they're still trying to steal it. Uh, yeah, it's, it was a bad, bad scene. So, And this is not... This is not downtown Portland where you're like, oh, okay, it's just the bad part of town. It's up in the hills next to like a, you know, nice nature conservatory tree place. You know, it's still just any business oh, needs to be destroyed by the the Sorosites. So. They're just going to like bring us things for us to buy man (laughs) like how dare they make hamburgers and sell them like they put prices on stuff (laughs) so weird bro well that's good that's kind of a but do you have anything happy you got a happy story to end on kind of a bummer to end on what do we got what do we got got obama talking about flooding the zone with sewage I got <laughs> what else we got here? Uh, mm-hmm. Ah, I got the midweek motivator. <laughs> All right, let's do it. 
Oh, and then I do have something we could do it before or after. I just want to mention uh, James Corbett, if I could. Absolutely. So he did a hundred questions mm-hmm. episode for questions for Corbett number 100. Okay. And he addressed quite a few of the other questions that don't generally make it into the episodes. So as we've, we've experienced a tiny sample of the types of questions that James Corbett gets. Yes, but, we have. Uh, yes, we have. That's an, that's an interesting episode. And, oh man. So only James Corbett. Uh, is there will, a question? Is there a question like, where can I find the show notes? So, I'm sure there are questions like that, but no, it's yeah, it, it's worth listening to. It's, it Why is. did you stop posting on your YouTube channel? <laughs> I don't see your stuff on YouTube anymore. Although you, they, he's probably not getting that question because stuff is back on YouTube. It's just not him. But. I didn't even think you were still making videos once you're. I, right. Yeah. After literally every video he made for like five years, he's like, I won't be on YouTube very much longer. So, you know, figure out how to go to my website. Dude, or... It was so weird though. One day I turned on the, the YouTubes and there was no James Corbett. So I was like, man, he's gone. He must have quit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Very sounds, sounds you like know, a good listen. Sounds like a good listen. It, it's for, a good listen. For those and then, of us that have heard many of the things that James has done over the last twenty yeah. years, fifteen years. So only only James Corbett would uh, leave leave Japan, go to the UK, where he's going to be presenting at a multiple day conference. And his announcement for that is, it's the Better Way Conference. I think you can attend online people should look into that and he's like oh i'm on holiday the next couple weeks it's like (laughs) for me that would be a big work event right absolutely you know like i'm going to speak at a conference i'm not i'm not saying that's a vacation i mean i'm sure he's doing some some family stuff before or what have you but yeah and he's cleaning out his email I, I sent him an email, well, way back when uh, you went on for your interview, so a couple, two, three weeks ago. I never got a response. No big deal. James is busy. Moving on. No, no, no big deal. Take note, Corbett listeners. Sometimes he can't email back because he's busy. Not a big deal. Not offended. Don't think that James owes me anything. But sure enough, I get an email returned to me. Sorry I didn't return this. On my way out of town. You guys should do a show so I have something to listen to. Have a good day. <laughs> Nice. So, but he's cleaning out his email. He's going well, back and finding unread emails, un, un, unresponded to emails, and sending them out. Before well, in, he leaves in his, his announcement, quote unquote vacation, he's the cleaning out his email box. In his leaves. announcement, he said, "Do not send me email unless it's utterly crucial about my website, like membership or something like that." He's like, "If it's about anything else, I will delete your email." <laughs> So Good this is him. his vacation. He's basically taking his, his vacation is like, I'm not even going to try to respond to all the millions of emails. So that's, if you're not even going to update the website, there's no point in it. Just take, just take the whole website down. When you're gone, James. 
How dare you take a break? I I pay a dollar a month. <laughs> a dollar a month, I tell uh, you. For for stuff that you also offer for free. Everywhere. So how dare you take a vacation? Yeah, I hope he. Do- I hope he doesn't get those emails, but I'm afraid he probably does. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've been every time I get a chance to talk to him, I'm always telling him you need to take it easy, <laughs> take a break. This dude. Yeah, is, so it's, this dude is out there working his butt off, constantly. Yeah. It's. I mean, we don't make podcasting look easy, but to make like good podcasting and documentary especially with video man that's a whole other element and it's literally i've heard this question i think dr mercola had him on and was asking him so do you have like a team of people he's like well i have a video editor (laughs) i have brock it's it's me and brock lust so and we know there is a Another person that helps edit with the Substack and what have you. Shout out. Future Revelations Radio News guest when when we come up with an appropriate uh, title and name. So We could even disguise their voice. They could have the... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done doing that. No? Come on, no. man. All right, here's my buddy Nate Norman with the one as a midweek motivator. So this just came out this morning. He does one every one minute midweek motivator every Wednesday morning. Hey, what's up, y'all? Listen, whose responsibility is it for obstacles in your life? Whose responsibility is it to overcome those problems in your life? Man, sometimes you hear people say, well, because of my genetics, I can't do this. Because of my job or my schedule, I don't have time for that. Because of my family or my kids, I can't go work out. And all of these obstacles in life become fingers that are pointing at different things for why they can't do it. Let me tell it to you like this. God did not call you here to complain about obstacles. God called you here to be an overcomer, right? It's on you to overcome those. It's on you to overcome your obstacles. It's on you to lead your family. It's on you to get to the gym. It's on you to be motivated. It's on you to to look to the future and plan for it. It's on you to take care of your children and show them the way. It's on your shoulders to handle these these things. No one else is going to come and do your calling for your circles. It's on you. It's on your shoulders. Quit blaming the world around you and start owning it to overcome those obstacles. It's on you. Ain't nobody coming to do what you were meant to do. It's on you. I love you. It's time to go make it happen. Let's go. Not a message that we uh, preach too much here in America where everybody is a victim of something and that makes you cool. Victim, how are you oppressed? How about just extreme ownership? You own all of the obstacles in your way and it's your responsibility to deal with them. Maybe not your fault, but your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, within... I, th- I think there's a fine line between taking responsibility and stressing out about stuff that you legitimately can't control. No, absolutely. So. Yeah. No, I, so. I think, yeah, for sure. He, it's it's they, not your job to come up with the new uh, financial system that'll fix everything no. or to get Donald Trump elected. No. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Yeah. 
I think but Nate, that's Nate would be the stuff first. in your circles, which is what he said. He said yeah. in your your circles, but yeah, yeah. leading your family, you know, you changing your life. That was what he said. Yeah, Nate would be the first one to tell you he doesn't he doesn't even pay attention to the news or whatever. It's on you to change your own life. I like that God didn't put you here to 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 suffer under the, your circumstances, but to overcome them. I love that. Very nice. All right. Well, well, that was more positive than Portland falling apart. So, yeah. That's... <laughs> there you go. More positive than Portland falling apart. That's uh, that's what they call me at work. Here comes Tim. More positive than Portland falling apart. Kill Kenny. Yeah. Well, and just name. be glad I didn't get to some stories I had in the folder for last week. So, yeah. Yep. No, I got some not great stories as well. But we got to wrap it, man. Uh the Eagles Check won. out the show notes if you want to see them. Yeah. Eagles won. The, the, they got one more game tomorrow. We'll see how, how it goes. We've got on a, on a winning streak. Uh, we'll see how Andrew does tomorrow uh, with his local local leads. Yeah, I, get a, I don't have to drive to a different state tomorrow, so happy about that. Awesome. Awesome. So, awesome. So, well, I was going to say this on... Uh, Twitter spaces later, but I'll give everybody an, an opportunity <laughs> to, uh, to to know now. I am not going to run for president. So. Oh, man. It's so close, right? It would have been such such big news. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, it is what it is. Are, you, are we old enough to run for president? Bro, I've been old enough for like seven years. Uh, oh, it's thirty-five. Yeah, right? yep. thirty-five. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. It's thirty-five. So. I don't know. From the last, you know, few years, I thought you had to be seventy-five. But. No, yeah, eighty-two plus. Got to be eighty-two-ish. So, anyway, thanks guys for listening to this show. Good luck out there, Andrew. Pray for me, ladies and gentlemen. Pray for Andrew. Pray for pray for each other. Pray for America. Pray for your podcasters out there as a whole james corbett and his travels chris white and his uh, debunking and uh just uh andrew and tim and their uh hijinks and adventures in commission-based sales <laughs> yes so and shout out i should have mentioned this in the support segment but uh Craig and Stillwater, thank you very much. That was a heard us on Corbett, and he's like, "Yeah, I like your guys' podcast. I was listening to your podcast." So, he, we've got a new Revelations Radio listener and a, a customer of our uh, Water Solutions. Awesome, so, awesome. We'll yeah. add him to the uh, potential uh, Oklahoma Oklahoma City meetup list. Yeah, yeah, we should <laughs> for when that happens. We, hey, you know, we met in person today thanks to you stopping by, Tim. So this is that's <laughs> basically a meetup. <laughs> oh man, what if I told you our wives see each other more than we do? Yeah, that is a, a fact. I would believe you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting us. Uh, if you get a chance, 
Go ahead and uh, support us by praying for us, sending us a story, a word of wisdom, even a Bible verse that motivates you. And, of course, uh, monetarily. Uh, send us some Bitcoin. Uh, Andrew thinks that that is the way of the future. And what do I know? He's probably right. Yeah. Well, I'm usually wrong, but, uh, you know, it could, it could be, it could help. This time, this time maybe he's right. So yeah. for the fifth time, we're going to end the show, but this time it's going to be for real. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yes, thank you very much. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-